Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Den of Weeds podcast. My name is Banner Hunter Pallant, and as always, I'm with my great co-host. We got Zerta. Yo. We also have Dragon Soul. Hey. And as always, we got Best Girl SoCal. It's your boy. So today we're going to be talking about the whole Innie's Lobby and Water 7 arc in One Piece. Um, Zerda and um, Dragon Soul are currently catching up to One Piece, and this is the current arc that they are at right now. So let's get right into the conversation. I just want to say I am caught up, well, for the most part, caught up with, with One Piece. I keep forgetting I'm just that you're caught up. With I, I keep forgetting yeah, I... that you're caught up. I have seen uh, nothing uh, past where I am right now. Um, Because these episodes take a while, I am a little bit past what we'll be talking about. I'm on Jurassic Bark right now. Jurassic Bark? I'm sorry. (laughs) Where are you at? The name reminded me of Jurassic Park, and I was like, don't say Park, don't say Park. All right, Jurassic Bark. (laughs) Point being... um, but anyway, yeah, we're going to be talking about Water 7 and Ennis Lobby. And uh, honestly, that was a really good arc for me. I absolutely loved it and didn't expect a new crewmate that late. Um, yeah, I mean, Frankie, Frankie, I don't know if he's a lot of people's like fan f- uh, favorite in the Straw Hat crew, but I would say of he was definitely he uh, a great addition to the crew. Yeah, he's, can I just say that I really hope that they have him powered off of cola so that they can fish for that sweet Coca-Cola money just like, uh, just like Code Geass decided to fish for that Pizza Hut money. Oh my god. I want product placement in my anime. It makes me happy. (laughs) Well, I mean... You, you kind of get your wish with Frankie and the whole Coca-Cola thing, so yeah. No, no. I want it branded Coca-Cola bottles. Yeah. Oh, I would I would totally buy those. Yeah. Uh, so, Zerda, what do you think about Frankie's backstory and the whole thing with Tom and, you know, how, uh, his whole backstory about how he was abandoned by his parents and, yeah, he had a great backstory. What do you think about his backstory? I think like with all things in one piece it was very emotional and well done and beautiful and at the same time completely and utterly ridiculous in every conceivable way one piece just has this special balance between the two like on the one hand all of the emotional stuff was handled incredibly well all of his backstory his friends the bonding and all that it was handled with the utmost care and you could tell the people who make one piece are truly masters of the craft you can also tell they don't give any shits <laughs> or even fucks for that matter given Not even he tried to stop a train with his body and when, he, <laughs> and when that didn't work he decided he needed a refri- a refrigerator instead of a stomach <laughs> i mean that's understandable the Frankie Senkor shows how little the creators of One Piece care about the emotional stability of their audience. I... They don't care what they what what they do. 
does to you. They just want to make you feel pain. I love the centaur. Oh, that is probably the greatest thing ever. And I love how it sounds just like pervert in Japanese. Oh, that's the best. <laughs> I love the scene where he's like, convert! And they heard pervert and the other guy just nodded. <laughs> just, yes, you are. Centaur! Pervert? Yep. Uh, but yeah, I think his backstory um, with I want to call him Ice Pop because that's all I can remember from Luffy calling him anyway with Iceberg. <laughs> ice Pops. <laughs> He's Ice Pops. Um, but I mean, that backstory was really nice and I'm glad they got to reconcile their differences at the end there building, uh, building the new ship. Mm-hmm. I also... Oh loved seeing Frankie go from I just want to build something cool to I don't want to hurt people to I can build cool things and as long as I you know give them to the right people it's okay yeah he had like his own little mini arc in his backstory yeah the the one thing that just kind of double backing on the whole thing with him taking the uh the C train with his body, the uh, uh, absurdity of him being able to make uh, a new body out of like scrap metal and stuff. That that part is insane to me. How he is a cyborg with like scrap metal, and the whole fight with him and Luffy was just it. It was one piece. That's the best way I can put it. And it's also it just absurd piece. on like how Frankie was able to do all this stuff with scrap metal. It's insane. That was hilarious. I love that they're like, look, I don't care that this is impossible. This is what happened. Deal with it. (laughs) This is what happened. This is my story. You're going to sit there and accept it. I don't think I've watched. I've watched that part of One Piece maybe years ago, and I still have not (laughs) accepted the explanation on how Frankie is alive. I don't think I would ever (laughs) accept it. Like, it just doesn't make sense. Now, here's what you need to understand. One Piece has magic. They just disguise it. They disguise it as science. Yeah. Oh, God. I mean, that makes sense to me. I mean, I don't... The laws of physics are based off of the Gurren Gurren Logon laws of physics. If you believe hard enough, anything is possible. (laughs) Yeah. Um... Um, on the subject of Frankie, I do want to say something controversial yet very uh, yet brave. Um, I personally, huh? Keep going. I was just laughing at you. <laughs> As one <Same>. does. <laughs> uh, I actually prefer Frankie's English voice over his Japanese. Oh, oh I've um, never heard his English voice, so... Yeah, we've I only think... been re-watching in Japanese with English subtitles because Where we have Crunchyroll. Where are sub-supremacists? Oh, because that's how it's supposed to be viewed when I watched it in English, like the gaijin mongoloid I am. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I watched it in English. No, I won't apologize for it. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I, I think I do like his uh, English voice actor a little bit better, but his Japanese voice actor leaves more of an impression. I don't know if it if I just yeah. hate it or I don't know what it is about it, but it leaves more of an impression on me, honestly. 
all you two need to know is that if I had glasses right now, I'd be adjusting them and being like, um, actually, the Japanese voice is infinitely superior. Oh my god. Fair enough. Uh, I will say, though, in Japanese, when he says super, it kind of hits different oh, okay. than when he says super. Yeah, I think that's what it is. I think that's why it hits a little bit harder. Like, him saying super in Japanese is, is better to me. It's like, Palin, here's the thing. Let's, let's use an example that you'll, that'll make you understand where I'm coming from. The the uh, Japanese super is the equivalent of Megamine's uh, explosion in Japanese. <laughs> I don't care. The English will never get it right. Oh god, Mega Meme. Let's talk about Kanasuba now. So, no. Uh, <laughs> oh no, we did it. No, but we have this one. Anywho, Psyche K. Anyway. Okay. So, Kusuro and his love of coffee jelly. Oh no. Oh lord. Now We've I'm about to go them. watch a freaking Mega Meme complication of her safe explosion. <laughs> oh my god. I think the reason that I prefer the Japanese sub in terms of Frankie Super is that the entire time he is speaking in Japanese and suddenly you get Super in English and it hits differently. Just something about it. like It's just a whole, it's just a whole nother like, level of Fun and awesome. <laughs> oh yeah. Because I mean, like yeah. he says it in English, it's like yeah, it's pretty high. It's like okay, super. And, but when you hear it in Japanese, it's like oh my god, where has this been my whole life? <laughs> it's like life changing. I'm talking about it like it's some like religious experience to hear freaky <laughs> things super in the Japanese dub. <laughs> oh boy. Anyway, so there were other characters uh besides frankie like uh soge king um i'm kind of wondering when he's gonna soge come back. <laughs> can we talk about his theme song actually soge king's theme song i really love that theme song and i really love that soge king uh sings it i just wish that usopp had been there because i know he I loves know. music too another good friend <laughs> yeah i i kind of you know, I do have this crazy theory, though. Um, don't tell me if I'm right or not, because, you know, I'm not caught up yet. But I've noticed that Usopp and Soge King are never in the same place together. Um, I think, and don't tell me, once again, don't tell me, but I think that Usopp, um, when Soge King is there, is taking care of Soge King's kids for him. Uh, and that Soge King... <laughs> Uh, can't be there because he can't find anyone besides Usopp, you know, willing to do that for him. So that's why Soge King's only there sometimes. I mean, that that's understandable. Yeah, that actually I mean, makes sense. Yeah. I think that actually explains a lot. Yeah. Yeah, that explains a lot. I've always thought like, to you know, when they're coming to back to, from... uh, to like Sniper Island, but then I remembered Yeah, it's in your heart. Yeah, so <laughs> you could go there whenever. Yeah. <laughs> I could go there right now and pop back in. <laughs> yeah, just fade out of reality. 
not the out thing of reality is, into the island of snipers. Yeah. The funny thing is, I watched it in English. So in the English dub, he was actually called the Sniper King, and I'm like, no, it's the Soge King. I'm sorry. Hmm. Funimation, I love you, and I'm gonna let you finish, but it's huh. Soge King. How dare you say that to... Did... Oh, Funimation. I'm sorry. My brain heard four yeah. kids. And that four kids would have been four... like Slingshot King or something. <laughs> if they managed to get that far. Can we just speculate on what the four kids version of the Soge King theme might have been? Oh, uh, no, they would have turned it into a rap. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I want to think. What would yeah. I'm the Slingshot Yo, King, King, and I'm here to <laughs> say, I don't know, something really fucking dumb. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. So, my boyfriend discovered the four kids, uh, one piece opening and he torments me with it like night and day wait wait you have a boyfriend i do why are we even here <laughs> yeah we dragon um i thought what we had was special uh no but he discovered it while he was here visiting me and like just every chance he get he would just put it up like yeah yo yeah i'm like stop you're doing this to me <laughs> I want you to know the only reason I'm not currently singing it is because uh, Dragon Soul would just punch me. Please yeah. do. Or cr- I was I thinking of Karate Yeah. Like, all I have to hear, like, he'll just pull out his phone and all I have to hear is, there once was a man, and I'm like, no. <laughs> there once was a man who played this song. Named Gold once. Roger. <laughs> like, oh, hey, please. Was- and that's where you have to insert John Cena for me. Oh my god. <laughs> my name is John Cena. I, I'll take that over the fucking four kids. <laughs> and then it proceeds to play the rest of the song. Oh god. Anyway, uh, probably should get back on those rails here. Rails? Yeah. I mean, well, speaking of Soga King uh, and his friend Usopp. Uh, what was your reaction to the whole Usopp dynamic with the ship and Luffy and all that good stuff? Even now, he just pissed me off. Yeah. I'm he, still crying. He, he just upset me the whole time. I wasn't even sad. You know what? They could have left him behind. <laughs> he was too... Like, here's the thing. I could have seen him being like, no, and needing proof or whatever. But he took it way too far. And it was like, wow, Usopp, you're kind of being an asshole. Like, you're kind of being an unreasonable asshole. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, um, like, Usopp is not my favorite character. Though, uh, it did affect me seeing how uh, Luffy was affected by Usopp, you know, leaving the crew and stuff after their fight. Um, I did like to see Usopp, uh, like, fight Luffy with his tactics, Mm -hmm. even though we we knew he was going to lose. Though, um, with that being said, if Usopp did, didn't come back to the crew, I, I wouldn't have been affected at all. Uh, I have to say, that reminds me of what I really wanted to talk about, which was, which to me seemed really important um, in the context of the whole art, and that is seeing Luffy have to actually act and behave like the captain. Yeah. I really appreciated that. Seeing how he had to actually get serious, 
he showed that yeah he's an idiot okay we all know that but he has his moments where he actually is pretty wise considering and like the scene when he's hanging in the hammock and Nami's like why aren't you going after him why aren't you going after him why aren't you doing this you know and uh he goes you know just the whole situation that's happening right now is kind of proof that this is something that Usopp has been dealing with this entire time and this whole thing would have happened eventually we need to let it play out yeah and he you know clearly had put more thought into the whole situation than just yeah i need to answer this by just beating the crap out of someone Fair. Um, which is how he's treated every situation up till now yeah but in this instance he needed to actually act like a captain like the captain of the straw hat pirates and he actually got serious about it and that was something that i don't know really stuck with me for the arc yeah i really appreciated seeing luffy take that more mature role even though we all know that he's going to be right back to the usual antics it's nice to see that like he is thinking behind it and that just gives me more evidence towards the luffy is a genius stuff theory <laughs> away from the luffy's an idiot no he knows what he's doing he's just also aware that uh he can, can do things the dumb way he fully embraces that he does not have to be serious in life. That doesn't mean he's not thinking about things. <laughs> well, we we also have to remember that um that Luffy was was going to like accept Usa back to the crew, uh, but it took Zoro to kind of like step in and remind Luffy like what they were doing there. Yeah. Um, which that's yeah. one of my favorite scenes. I, I'm a I'm a Zoro fanboy. If you didn't know. And that's one of the I'm, reasons why I like fan fanboy over Zoro because he did bring Luffy back and like set his foot down as the first mate and let him know like what they're doing here as pirates and that that is not a game, you know. And that's another thing that Zoro and I had been talking about is that um, we right after we talked about how we appreciated how Luffy was behaving through all of that, we immediately then followed up with. And Zoro is the perfect first mate because when you think of it, um, even Sanji was saying, oh, we need to get him back. We need to get him back. He was being too soft. He just, you know, he was just as bad as Chopper, you yeah. know, except, you know, he didn't, he wasn't so dramatic about it, but he was just as bad as Chopper in that he just didn't care and he wanted Sanji back in the crew and um Zoro no 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 Usopp not Sanji back in the crew yeah oh right yeah yeah, yeah. Like, sorry wait sorry. when did Sanji leave Usopp, Usopp back in the crew <laughs> Sanji wanted Usopp back in the crew in the crew but um as even proved by when Sanji and Chopper were you know running running around the city doing their thing and then we're like oh we need to still warn Usopp, even though they had no obligation to, and were in fact, you know, told to leave him alone. They went over there and warned him. Uh, but Zoro was like, Luffy, 
you need to take this situation seriously because I'm not going to respect you as a captain if you don't act like a captain, you know? Yeah, and he's like, no, Luffy, this is still a serious matter. This is about discipline. And I appreciate that Luffy saw that and was like, oh, I overlooked that. God damn it, you're right, and I hate it. Yeah. So Luffy isn't perfect, but he definitely treated this situation better than he would have uh, in any other case. And yeah. he respected what Zoro said to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's So that's my this point. was also like a, a great chance to see the dynamics of the, the Straw Hat crew all together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that whole conversation was just... Uh... It was a, a great way to, um, like you said, show how each character kind of looked at these, uh, like these different situations. It was really a beautiful interaction, and again, that's why I just fan fanboy over Zoro uh, for that whole scene. Um, but it, one thing I do love about uh, One Piece is the Straw Hat dynamic, um, mm-hmm. and that is something that you get to see, especially in in the whole Annie's lobby thing. Um, where they were going to the uh, this end to get Robin back. Oh, how do y'all feel about them going to uh, these extremes to get Robin back? Uh, I mean, she wasn't. I mean, was she a full member of the crew at the time, or was she not? I don't think she was. No, she she was a full member of the crew at that time, mm-hmm. but she hadn't like in her heart she hadn't really accepted it too much. It looked like. Yeah, that's exactly how I feel about it. She was, like, kind of still offish because she kind of expected something like that to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, she was definitely a full member. And I really appreciate that they did go that far because it really just shows what we've already seen about them. They don't, they don't just take things lying down. They don't go, well, this is impossible, so we shouldn't. They go hey, this is wrong, we're going to make it right. Not necessarily on a grand scale, but on the scale that they can see. Like when they came across a village that, hey, there are pirates raiding this village. That's wrong. Let's beat them up. We like this village. (laughs) When they come across something like that, they just fix it. Because at heart, they're good people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And this is just kind of an extension of that, but taken to, hey, we view our crew as basically how we would view family. It's like, hey, you took our family. We're getting them back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, yeah. The Straw Hat crew is definitely more like a family than um, anything else. It's definitely not business to them. It's personal. Yeah, because they're doing it for fun. Mm-hmm. It's just a big group of friends that see each other as family. But they still have to respect the dynamics of the crew to function properly. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, everybody's got a job to uphold. Yeah, everyone trusts Nami to be the navigator. They trust Luffy to be their ace. (laughs) And captain if things go really south. When he when he feels like being captain, no. <laughs> I just remembered a part a little bit later that I can't wait to talk about. Zoro makes them feel safe. Yeah, Zoro makes them feel safe and grounded. 
Because you can't say that about but yes too. But... Yeah, you can't say that about Luffy though, because Luffy no. doesn't make them feel safe no, around Luffy doesn't oh, Luffy. No, no, no. Luffy. Luffy is what brings them all together and has put them all together, and Luffy is, you know, kind of like the the keystone basically. Yeah. But safe doesn't even enter it with Luffy when you see how often they're terrified <laughs> when he's like, hey guys, let's go somewhere. Wait, how? Oh god, no! And you then they're all... an active gone. volcano and be like, I wonder if we can cook meat over it. Yeah, uh, cool. Um, but yeah. They yeah. all have a, they all have a part. They're all family, but they all have a job to do and they understand that. Also... I really appreciate, and I don't know how they did it, but how subtly, when it was time, like going to something entirely different, but when it was time for the big reveal of who the CP9 members were, um, just how leading up to that scene when they showed them uh, the uh, shipwrights outside of the room, they changed something in the animation, because I saw them and I was like, wait, are these guys going to be villains? <laughs> and I named each one that was going to be a villain. He did. He did. And I was like, but I don't know what they changed, but it, he, something was different. He didn't think about it at all leading up, you know, the whole time watching, you know, them from the very be beginning. He did suspect the, um, what's her name? The uh, secretary? Yeah, he did suspect the secretary early on. But I dismissed that, because I was like, meh. Yeah. Because, well, and this is part of the best thing about One Piece, is that you cannot trust who's going to be the villain and who's going to be the good guy based on appearance, or even based on how they behave, because very often... The good guy is the scary-looking dude or some obscenely weird-looking dude. And, you know, the bad guy could be, you know, someone normal-looking or vice versa. And because it could be either or, you really can't suspect anyone. Yeah. You know they'll be important to the plot because, you know, they bring it up and, you know, they show them often enough. But you don't know whether they're going to be helpful to the plot or bad guys or what you know i think i know what it was i think it was i think it was the lighting or something because every time before then that we saw square nose uh <laughs> that we saw the man whose persona is a giraffe i happen to like giraffes thank you okay oh so everyone now knows socal persona is a giraffe as well um I wish her and Giraffe Dude a very happy life. Uh, anyway. <laughs> you know, the thing just, about... It was like every time before, he just always had that super happy-go-lucky, go lucky, almost Luffy-esque look to him. And was always kind of in a different lighting. But then in that hall, he kind of had a duller, more like business serious. And I was like, Hold on. No, that that's not a hero. That's not how they depict heroes. Yeah. I mean, um, like just speaking about CP9, 
uh, how do y'all or how would you rate them all as like a villainous organization? Did you like them all um, um, oh, as that I role? Or? As an organization and as villains. I thought it was perfect. Mm-hmm. Like it was the first time that the Straw Hats really got challenged. Know, yeah, they really got uh, their stuff kicked in. <laughs> they, they were Luffy got stuck between some buildings again. Zoro got lost in a chimney. Stuck in the fucking chimney, dude. Zoro that was just so lost. Great. Okay. <laughs> Zoro like, getting lost. Who who would have imagined? Oh my god, them racing against the tsunami was. Oh, that was. Uh, you know, that's I love watching that scene. That's kind of when where everyone's I freaking out. And, and you're sitting back in your chair watching and going, they're going to be fine. But I'm excited to see how. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, it was great. Because, like, you trust that Luffy is going to do something because he got that look in his eyes, you know? The I'm serious now look after Nami told him why Robin left. Yeah. But, oh dear lord, just... <clears throat> was you, was you trying to say something, Soka? What were you saying? Oh, um, I was saying when they were getting chased down by the... When they were getting chased by the by the giant wave, I was saying, that's kind of where I came up with the idea of Luffy's catchphrase just being bet, because it's like, oh my god, we can't, uh, we can't sail during the Aqua Laguna bet. And I was like, oh my god, we're gonna crash into this giant wave bet. Yeah that's, yeah, that's definitely his personality. Oh my god, when they put a hole straight through a wave. I love <laughs> the Frankie family reacting to everything they did. Yeah. That was great. Just them proving over and over again, you know what, if any one of us are going to be able to take on CP9, it's going to be these people. <laughs> yeah, and it was so satisfying. Also, just seeing the what I would like to deem during this part suicidal granny. Just oh like God, yeah, we're gonna die. I love her. But I love it's revealed later. She was never in danger. Not her. Everybody <laughs> else on that train. Yeah. Uh, um I have to say I showed Serta um a bunch of different races of people for the One Piece universe before he started watching the show. Because we're going to do a One Piece D&D campaign at some point. Or we were. Hopefully it's still going to happen. And um, it showed her the train engineer I can't think of her name now. Kokoro. Thank you. It showed her um, in one of the pictures and I remembered he had seen that picture and I was really hoping that Zerta didn't remember that she was listed as a mermaid and it brought me so much joy to find out he totally, utterly, and completely forgot. Oh, absolutely, because I wasn't <laughs> paying attention to the pictures of the people, more just the lore about them. And, oh boy. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, Did so. not expect that. <laughs> so when she, 
He saved the straw hats from the water. Ugh. Can I also appreciate the fake out with all their imaginations of what a mermaid was and then the reveal of her face and she's just laughing swimming through? (laughs) (laughs) And everyone's just like, and all inhale water. (laughs) Oh, that was great. I'm telling you, that entire arc just convinced me that One Piece is just a giant music video. I'm on a boat. A giant music video. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess, like, one of the the last things I wanted to touch on, um, because we never really went over, like, the the bigger fights, and I don't want to get too deep in it, but in this arc, uh, Luffy, he does go gear second for the first time against his his fight against uh, Blue, Blue No. Blue no? Oh my god, yeah. he also does gear third for the first time. Oh yeah, he does time. go gear third. Did I really appreciate how natural the power-ups are? And it's like, yeah, that makes sense, while also being the dumbest things I could possibly think of. Yeah. Like, I'm just gonna use my rubberized body as a pump to make my blood pressure spike. Luffy, no! <laughs> Luffy, yeah. yes! You know what? That should be... That should be the how you describe One Piece SoCal. Luffy, no! Luffy, yes! Pretty much, yeah. yeah. I was like, girl, you have no idea. Wait till the time skip. Oh, my God. Um, and then Gear 3rd is somehow even dumber. It he just make bites sense. a hole into his bone and inflates it. Yeah, none of this makes like, sense. What? Can I just say, the, the I think the only reason that works is the immense air pressure that his arm must be under. <laughs> like, holy cow. Yeah. Now, if only he truly just gave himself enough to be a giant, though, that would be hilarious. <laughs> Probably make his heart explode from trying to pump that hard, but... You know oh what? No, God. that's what happens when he does both at the same time. Don't tell me. Please tell me he does, though. <laughs> Can we also talk about Tiny Luffy? Oh, oh my Tiny God. Luffy was great. I saw that and I was like, what the hell is this going to be? <laughs> and uh, Dragon Soul was like, what do you think it is? And I was like, I think he becomes a wacky, wavy arm inflatable tube man. <laughs> I, I think it has to be something incredibly dumb. <laughs> oh, God. He like spaghettifies and overstretches himself or something. Nope, we got Tiny Luffy. <laughs> I was like, oh, Gear 3rd is giant fist. Gear third is giant fist, foot, whatever he wants. No, only we can, really no, only we can get tiny buggy The gum gum bell in third gear. So Cal said, if only we could get tiny buggy back. Oh my god. Tiny buggy versus tiny Luffy. <laughs> that would be great. I'd, I'd watch that fight. Bring back our lord and savior, Buggy the Clown. I'd love it. <sighs> Can I the wanted posters, like the increase in bounty, especially like the person whose bounty went up the most, being Chopper, just <laughs> no bounty, nobody's radar, and then boom, infin- over infinity times what it was before. <laughs> you know, it was at zero. Yeah. Chopper can't get no breaks. 
I do have to say, though, some of my favorite episodes are the episodes where it shows all of their old friends and relatives and, you know, mentors' reactions to their new bounties. Can oh, it was Sanji's wanted poster. Oh, that was amazing. That was my it favorite. It did my mouth so dirty. <laughs> oh, that was Poor great. Bastard. I love the cooks reacting to it. I loved seeing it and just being like, what? <laughs> Poor bastard. I was going to say, though, can I just say that I really hope when, ev- when everyone's bounty increases next time, that Chopper's bounty goes down. I really would like that to happen. Just everybody's bounty increases. Chopper, you're worth 25 berries now. I swear Chopper gets cheated out of his bounty. (laughs) Because I get it, like, actually I don't get why his bounty is so low. I mean, they've seen what he's done in this series, and his his bounty is still so low, I don't get it. It's a pet. It's fine. You get it out from under their control. That's a very violent pet, man. I appreciated Chopper going berserk, too. That was amazing. Just, I loved it being, oh, Chopper's losing really badly, and then all of a sudden, oh my god, it's a monster. That's what I'm saying. If... If they seen him do that, how is his bounty still low? I don't understand. Hey, hey, if somebody had a T-Rex, you, you wouldn't really put, like, billions of dollars on bounty out for it. You'd be like, yeah, just capture that. We'll give you something, and then we'll probably train it ourselves. I don't know. <laughs> it's just a pet. Oh, I just, I love that part where he takes the, where he takes, I think it was, like, I don't know the kabuki guy and he just fucking yeets him across the like the whole city oh, or like the whole prison that, like fuck out of here that was amazing i also really liked uh what's his name rob lucy's backstory and that it was just i am a bastard i'm always gonna be a bastard and i've always been a bastard <laughs> <laughs> i have never been redeemable he killed 500 innocent people. Just The best part of that, by the way, is that he didn't have to, as he proved right afterwards, because he then beat the people holding them captive. He did that for funsies. <laughs> and just him being such a bad person made Luffy beating him in such a dumb way that much more satisfying. <laughs> Him having to go the rest of his life knowing that some idiot made out of rubber beat him is the best. Yeah. Not there are quite so many great. points in the future that I think about that with. I'm like, oh, so satisfying. It wasn't quite as good as that time that uh, Luffy found out he was godproof, but you know. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that he flew that boat to the moon somehow. Oh, don't even get me started on that. I can't. I can't can't even. Don't even start. I can't. Telling you, it's just the. It's just I'm on a boat. That's all one piece is. I'm on a boat. I'm on a boat. (laughs) From that height. And then seeing her come rescue them. 
and then seeing exactly what happened and how Iceberg how was just... How Iceberg was summoned. Like, Iceberg just like, did that boat talk to me? And then later, that boat literally went over there and managed to rescue them. And he's just like, huh, I must be going crazy. Fix his boat. Thank you, him. I'm still hearing voices. Wave comes, takes it out to sea. Well, like that, those edibles are really kicking in. But it's over now. <laughs> Goes out to see. I should go after the straw hats, though, just in case. This was definitely at least an omen. And then he sees them on the boat, and he's like, huh, what the fuck? <laughs> like, I gotta Mary stop came and saved them. Yeah. Can we talk about the funeral? Yeah, that was... Oh, when... I totally didn't cry, I swear. I'm not crying, you're crying. Exactly. I this mean, show didn't cry over a fucking boat, dude. I, I mean, can't. honestly, I it was sad for me, but I was spoiled for it. Um, But I am surprised that I, I did still cry watching it, even though I was expecting <laughs> it to happen. But that's just <laughs> weird. I don't understand why we were crying for a boat. You see, I, I thought you were going to say you didn't, and I was about to tell everyone in the audience that uh, it's now very clear that Palin doesn't have a heart. <laughs> like if he didn't Although cry. I have to say, I have to say, we I, I already told Zerda that we are approaching another emotional scene, so I just leave you with these key words. Yo, yeah, we're just gonna, we're just gonna. I'm not saying. I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta go. My heart. I want him to be a permanent crewmate. I'm not saying anything. We're not saying anything. I'm just saying, if he asked me, if he asked me, could I see your panties? I'd be like. Drop trout. I'm like, oh my god. An okay. eight foot tall skeleton asking to see my panties. I'm like, hell yeah. I already so now I we told my know, boyfriend. I'm like, that, that's how I know right. that SoCal wants uh, to get boned. <laughs> I just said, if he asked no, to see my panties, I would show him those bones. She wants those bones specifically. She wants to rattle them bones. Like when you call when you the oh Wait, wait, uh, 107 yeah. bones? Before we get uh, blocked off of whatever we're putting this on. Yeah, and before we reach over an hour. Yeah. So, is, is that the show? That's the show. That's, That's the, the show. show. Like it or leave it. We're not doing an outro. Bye. Oh, no. We're doing <laughs> this out outro. Yes, we are. And I'm going to get it right. Just came in and undercut what I said. Yep, we just lost all credibility. Nope, <laughs> nope. I, we got to do it. I'm going to do it right the first time. Oh, that'll be impressive. Let's see. Holding that against you. If you can do it right the first time, we'll do the outro. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> all right. So that was the. Okay. <laughs> I failed already. I, it up. <laughs> I can't do it. I can't. Look it up, Alan. Look um, it up. Anyways. So that has been the show. As always, my name is Banner Hunter Palin. You can find me on TikTok at Banner Hunter Palin and also on YouTube at Bounty Hunter Palin. This has been Zerda. You can find me on Facebook at Zerda Media. So sorry. Because sometimes I don't know if it's you or me. Uh, I'm always last.
Oh, it's just, it's just like when I was in middle school. I'm always last. Um, <laughs> hold up. My sister-in-law just came home and she's yelling, yelling stuff. <laughs> All right. This is SoCal. You can find me on Instagram and TikTok at SoCalRadCosplay, as well as t uh, fuck. <laughs> just go so from as well as. Huh? Just go from as well as. Okay. As well as Twitch at SoCalRad. And this is Dragon Soul. You can find me on Instagram at DragonSoul48. Boom.